This is Children of the Living God, a series on the book of Hosea. And what we're trying to accomplish with this little uh, podcast series is to make the Bible bite-sized for you. If you have difficulty reading your Bible daily, if you have difficulty understanding parts of the Bible, like the Old Testament or like the Minor Prophets, uh, which Hosea is part of, we want to help you with that. And we want to help you by giving you these little... uh, understandable teachings about books of the Bible, going through them, helping you understand the themes and ways of of understanding the context of these books while you're driving, while you're on a run, while you're doing laundry, while you're doing chores, while you're standing in line waiting somewhere. You can redeem the time, and hopefully this little podcast segment can help you do that. We need to be in the Word of God. So what I'm going to do is... With the book of Hosea, I'm going to read the actual chapter that we're going to be studying, and then I'm going to just give a couple observations and applications and and ways of understanding the important bullet points of this chapter or chapters of the book of Hosea. And hopefully that'll expand your understanding of the Bible and get you to find more joy and consistency in your Bible reading. So Hosea, if you've never read it before, is an incredible book about the patience of God. Hosea is a minor prophet, meaning he's one of the prophets who wrote smaller books than the heavy hitters like Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel. Uh, But just because he's a minor prophet doesn't mean he has minor things to say. Hosea has a lot to say about judgment, about mercy, about life, death, and redemption, and the the steadfast love of God for His people. So we can really gain a lot if we take the time to sit with Hosea and hear what the Spirit speaks through this prophet. Now, when I said that Hosea is about the patient mercy of God, that might strike you as strange, because when we think about the Old Testament, and especially the prophets, We can imagine God as trigger-happy. He's always ready to smite those sinners for doing something bad. But if you really pay attention to the narrative of the Bible, you realize that God is exceptionally patient. God gives Israel prosperity and peace and protection and provision for multiple generations before enacting any kind of curses on them. He is so patient, giving them priests and sacrifices and prophets to warn them of their sin before he actually does anything in terms of judgment. God is remarkably patient. When we flip through the Bible, we think, oh, this is all just in a week. But in reality, the timeline is taking place over centuries. And so with that perspective in mind, we realize, why does God put up With his people? Why does he put up with Israel? Why does he put up with the church? Why does he put up with us when we're so unfaithful? And Hosea shows us that this is the nature of God slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, full of grace and mercy. So read along with me. Uh, This is Hosea chapter 1 from the New Living Translation. The Lord gave this message to Hosea, son of Beeri, during the years when Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah were kings of Judah, and Jeroboam, son of Jehoash, was king of Israel. When the Lord first began speaking to Israel through Hosea, he said to him, 
Go and marry a prostitute, so that some of her children will be conceived in prostitution. This will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the Lord and worshiping other gods. So, Hosea married Gomer, the daughter of Diblaim, and she became pregnant and gave Hosea a son. And the Lord said, Name the child Jezreel, for I am about to punish King Jehu's dynasty to avenge the murders he committed at Jezreel. In fact, I will bring an end to Israel's independence. I will break its military power in the Jezreel Valley. Soon Gomer became pregnant again and gave birth to a daughter. And the Lord said to Hosea, Name your daughter Lo-Ruhamah, not loved. For I will no longer show love to the people of Israel or forgive them. But I will show love to the people of Judah. I will free them from their enemies, not with weapons and armies or horses and charioteers, but by my power as the Lord their God. After Gomer had weaned Lo-Ruhamah, she again became pregnant and gave birth to a second son. And the Lord said, Name him Lo-Ami, not my people, for Israel is not my people and I am not their God. Yet the time will come when Israel's people will be like the sands of the seashore, too many to count. Then at the place where they were told, You are not my people, it will be said, You are children of the living God. Then the people of Judah and Israel will unite together, and they will choose one leader for themselves, and they will return from exile together. What a day that will be, the day of Jezreel, when God will again plant his people in his land. And in that day, you will call your brothers Ami, my people, and you will call your sisters Ruhamah, the ones I love. Hosea chapter 1 breaks down into three sections. First, we see an enacted prophecy. That's when God tells Hosea, I want you to play out in real life Israel's relationship to me. So he tells Hosea, I want you to marry a woman who will be unfaithful to you. And that's going to be a living, breathing picture of Israel's unfaithfulness to me. And so Hosea does that. And he gives birth with his wife Gomer to three children. And each of these children has a name that is symbolic for the kind of judgment that God is going to put onto the nation of Israel that God is going to judge Israel for her adultery. Now, something to remember here. When he speaks about Israel, he's speaking about the northern kingdom of Israel. After Solomon's reign, Israel split into two sections. There's the kingdom of Judah in the south and the kingdom of Israel in the north. And so Hosea is primarily talking to Israel in the north. They have adopted false gods, they have broken the law of God, and they have been prostitutes, spiritually adulterous toward the Lord who loved them and who saved them. And so Hosea, as a prophet, is going to them and saying, you guys need to return, you need to repent for your sin. So when we look at the three names of the three children that Hosea fathers, we learn about what God's going to do. The first child is a son named Jezreel. And what that means is God will scatter. And God is telling Israel that God is going to scatter them outside of the land and have them taken over 
by a foreign nation. And this harkens all the way back to Deuteronomy 29 when God told Israel, If you continue in your sin, I will kick you out of the land of Israel and you will be under foreign kings. You will be under foreign rule. You will be exiled. And that's exactly what happens. In 722 BC, the national superpower Assyria invades and captures the northern kingdom of Israel. And so Hosea is foretelling that and saying, you will be scattered. Jezreel. The second and third child are a daughter and a son. Lo Ruhama, which means not loved, and Lo Ami, which means not my people. And this is God simply saying, Israel, you have enjoyed my provision, my love, my faithfulness as your husband for all these generations, but my patience is going to wear thin, and I'm going to discipline you. I'm going to cut you off. You are not going to be my wife. I'm going to separate myself from you. I'm going to withdraw my grace from you. Because if you want these other lovers so much, if you want these false gods so much, go have them. Go have them. It's kind of like if your parents ever get mad at you and, and you're sitting there and you're ungrateful for all they've done for you and they say, well, if you don't want to live under this house, you can go live with some other family or something like that. Go have it. If we're so terrible, go and get what you want. Right? God is turning Israel over to their idols, saying if you think that they're the ones who love you and take care of you, see how life turns out. Why don't you just go have it? Why don't you just go into exile And then you can worship all the false gods that you want. But thankfully, the story doesn't end there. And the last part of Hosea 1 is a prophecy of the distant future. When Hosea says that God is going to bring Israel back to himself. And he says that God will will again prosper Israel. Her number will be like the sands by the seashore. And he will purify her. He will... He will bring her back to himself. He will forgive her. and He will extend his mercy to her. And in the very place where they were called not my people, they will be called children of the living God. Mercy is God's idea. Israel's not going to do something that's going to make God love them. God, in his own divine grace, sees this adulterous wife that he has in Israel and says, I'm going to discipline her. I'm going to show her how wayward she has gone, but I'm never going to forsake her. And one day I'm going to bring her back into the land. I'm going to reunite her, put her under a new shepherd, a new king, and I'm going to love her again. She will be my wife. This is the transforming love and mercy of God. Here's what's amazing. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 9 takes Hosea's prophecy When God says, in the place where you were called not my people, you will be called children of the living God, he takes that and he says, that applies to the Gentiles. That God is not just going to bring the kingdom of Israel back to himself. He's not just going to save his own people, but he's going to graft in people who have never heard of him. That God's plan is bigger than just northern Israel. God's mercy extends to people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. That's the true Israel. God's people is bigger than Hosea could have ever imagined. And this is the overwhelming mercy of God. And this is the pattern. Salvation comes through judgment. Who pays for Israel's ultimate judgment? Who pays for our ultimate judgment? It is 
Jesus Christ, the perfect Israelite, the one Israelite who was not unfaithful to God. And he gives his life so that we who were far from God might be brought near by his blood. As sinners, God is our biggest problem. But as sinners, God is also our only hope. And Hosea shows that. There's no way we can turn a new leaf. There's no way we can change ourselves and make up for all the ways in which we have sinned against God. And yet God comes with free mercy, sufficient for our sins. And it's here for you right now, today, in the mess to receive by faith in Christ alone. This is the gift of God. This is the mercy that Hosea sees. This is the patient mercy of God. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Leave a nice review for us. This will help get the word out and share this with your friends. Share this with people who are struggling to get in their Bibles, who are struggling with the Old Testament. This can be a great tool to help us be better better Bible readers and to be faithful followers of Christ.